Welcome to Newbridge Crescent Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenero teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, Christ, we are God's new breed. He says, when I was a child, I speak as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. When I became a man, I put away childish things. One of the major words that came in the time of prophecy was the Lord was strong word came with the prophecy. So put away childish things. Childish things. Put away childish things. A child is not quite sure what he wants to do. Today is he could be here, tomorrow is there. The child is the thing that is supposed to take seriously. The child finds it difficult to discern value. People are always responsible for a child. The child always needs someone to tell him you are doing good. A good boy, eh? <laughs> Don't worry, eh? Sorry, eh? A child needs constant affirmation. A child loves praises. A child does not want to walk. Put away childish things. Put away childish things. A child talks when it's supposed to be quiet. And when it's supposed to talk, you will not keep quiet. When you're supposed to keep quiet, you talk. <laughs> there are many Christians like that. When they're supposed to speak during evangelism, they'll be quiet. But when they see things in church are supposed to pray about, instead of them to pray, they'll start talking. Are you following me? These are children. But they will charge things. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We have been running a series and um, because of our time, we will not go too deep into it today, but I will just talk about it. Hebrews chapter 6. Says, therefore, from this one, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, 
Let us go on to perfection. Not laying again the punishment of repentance on dead works and of faith toward God and of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. By God's grace, we've covered the punishment of repentance on dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, and the laying on of hands. And on the laying on of hands, we it's, it's the laying on of hands, most people call it your mind function because you need to say about it. But the little that was said about it were, were very important. Even the small that was said about it were not things you could overlook. Jesus talked about it. The apostles talked about it also. And the Holy Spirit inspiring Paul said it is a foundational doctrine in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Of the laying on of hands. And we said last week that there are three when you look at laying on of hands there are three directions that laying on of hands applies in the New Testament in fact to the Bible in fact number one we said the laying on of hands is an established medium of God for the transference of spiritual grace. For the transference of spiritual grace. Both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. You see this pattern. For instance, if you check Deuteronomy 34. Let's look at Deuteronomy 34. I we didn't look at it the other time, but let's look at it today. Deuteronomy 34. As you open to Deuteronomy, you will join your enemies. Hey. <laughs> nice semantics. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 34. Number one for the transference of spiritual grace. verse 9 the Bible says and Joshua the son of Nun the Deuteronomy 34 from verse 9 and Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom for Moses had laid his hands upon him do you see that? And the children of Israel hearkened unto him as did the Lord commanded Moses. This is strange, actually. The, the revelation is actually strange because in the Old Testament, 
It does not cause for a person to be born again. So it does not cause for a person to become a temple of the Holy Spirit. Are you following me? That technology, food of the Spirit, is a New Testament register. Are you following me? But the Bible says that Joshua, the son of God, was full of the Spirit of God. What full of the Spirit of wisdom, I mean. Because when you say the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God operates in seven dimensions. The Spirit of wisdom is one of the dimensions of the Spirit of God. In the Old Testament, there was nobody who was full of the Spirit in totality. The Holy Ghost operated with them at different levels of dimensions. But if we study John chapter 3 from verse 34, the Bible says, Him who God had sent, He given unto the Spirit by measure. Let's look at that. John 3. John 3, verse 34. It says, For he whom, whom God has sent, speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. In this context, he was talking about Jesus. Jesus was the first man to carry the full measure of the Spirit of God. You will see the Spirit of God operating in something. Even though the spirit of might was upon something, he allowed the spirit of counsel. Are you following this? At different points in time, you will see different men of God and prophets of God in the Old Testament who the spirit of God came upon. They operated in some form of dimension of the spirit of God, but they were never full of the spirit. But the Deuteronomy 34, verse 9, 8 to 9, is a special case. He's saying that Joshua was full of that particular dimension of the Spirit. Are you following this? He says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the Spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands upon him. You can imagine that. I know people talk about, oh, for know your God by yourself, you don't need men. But God has ordained that, that, that spiritual grace is transferred by laying on of hands. See you So what God does is it is a, is a part and parcel of the Christian faith. The mystery of impartation is part and parcel of the Christian faith. It's not just an opinion. It's not just some personalized grammar of some, some pastor or some apostle. Laying on of hands is a teaching, an established doctrine in the Christian faith. And if you check very well, you see that revision in verse 9. Not and the son of none was full. Do you see that? You notice that in the New Testament, when we got born again and believed in the Lord Jesus, the apostles would go and lay hands on them to be full of the Spirit. He's not laying hands on them for them to receive the Spirit. Are you following me? When a person gets born again, the Bible says, uh, uh, 
That when you are born again, the Spirit of God is sent to your heart whenever you cry out, Father. So that means when you are born again, the Holy Spirit has been, is sent to your heart the same time you get born again. Praise the Lord. In fact, it is that presence of the Spirit that makes you born again. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 3, from verse 6, He has one of flesh and flesh, and He has one of the Spirit in Spirit. Marvel not, I say unto you that He must be born again. So there is no born again experience without being born of the Spirit. Do you understand? There is no born again experience without being born of the Spirit. So, whenever I person believes in Jesus Christ, he doesn't need anybody to lay hands on him to receive the Holy Ghost. He has the Holy Ghost because he believes in Jesus Christ. Amen. But the apostles will go and lay hands on him for him to be full of the Spirit. Let's look at that. This is still under the transference of spiritual grace. Acts chapter 8. Acts 8 from verse 13. Acts chapter 8 from verse 13. Let me read from verse 14. The Bible says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. That means they were born again, right? They received the word of God. They sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Yes, the book of Acts says receive. But you see, like I told you before, the book of Acts is a journalistic book. It's not a doctrinal book. So it, it tells the story. So it uses, it uses receive, but we know technically when we study the epistles that a person receives the Holy Ghost when he gets born again. Are you following me? Not when hands are laid on you. Now see this, 15. Who when they were come down prayed for them, I mean they might receive the Holy Ghost. Verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing the kind of expressions Acts using? He's trying to explain the way it happened in Acts chapter 2. Oh, the Holy Ghost fell and all that. So the book of Acts is more or less a storybook. Now, my emphasis is verse 17. He says, then they laid their hands on them. You see, the apostles. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Do you see that? So by laying all of hands, spiritual grace can be transferred. In this case, the Holy Ghost, the other time it was wisdom. Are you following me? Whenever a man carries his spiritual grace, lays hands on you so much that I'm blessed. Oh God, I'm blessed. Good abundance for me. So, that's one. Number two, the laying on of hands is for healing, for charismatic ministry. Healing. The laying on of hands produces healing. 
You must understand that. Oh God. When a person gets born again, your hands is the communicator of divine power. You know, one of the reasons why I must teach this is if you are not conscious of it, you will not carry it. Are you following me? The Bible says in Mark chapter 16, verse 18, this was Jesus talking. He said, They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, shall not hurt them. Mark 16, verse 18. They shall lay hands on the sick and they recover. Now, who was he talking to here? Let's go there. He was talking to every believer. Mark chapter 16. Mark 16. Verse 17. It says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Verse 18. So you see, now, now, let's go back again. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. That means everyone who believes in Jesus Christ can cast out devils, right? According to this verse. And then I follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. So speaking in tongues is for every believer. Verse 18. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That means, any man who believes in Jesus, when he lays hands on the sick, the sick will recover. Because the power of the Holy Spirit resides in him because he believes in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we may want to ask, but this person lay hands on the sick and they recover. There are two things there. Or there are three things that will affect that. Number one, the man that is laying hands, is he conscious of this fact? Are you conscious of this fact? Number two, have you allowed the Holy Spirit to overwhelm you? Are you full of the Spirit? Because the Christian life is designed to believe according to the mode of being full of the Spirit. Remember that Jesus told them that these times are followed them that believe in my name, they shall cast out devils in my name, they shall speak with new tongues. But you remember that they, they did not speak in tongues until the Holy Ghost came and they were full of the Spirit. Are you following me? The Christian life is designed to believe according to the mood. In physics or chemistry, they will tell you this law, they will tell you that Charles' law is valid. All other factors being constant. You understand? The constant factor, the, see, the, the constant factor that makes the Christian life to believe is being full of the Spirit. If you are not full of the Spirit, you will not live out the Christian life. Do you understand? What's supposed to be normal will not be normal in your life. Praise the Lord. Pray your neighbor, get full of the Spirit. For healing, you will see 
all over the New Testament where the apostles laid hands on man and they got healed. Acts 28, verse 8, the Bible reads, And it came to pass that the father of Publius, sick of a fever and of a body flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. Acts 28, verse 8. So Paul entered in, prayed, and laid his hands on him and healed him. So for transparency of spiritual grace, honor transparency of spiritual grace, you can see, see verses like um, 1 Timothy 4 from verse 14. He says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Are you seeing that? Still on that transference of spiritual grace. That's, I just want to go back to that point one little bit and touch something there. I didn't want us to miss out that verse. First Timothy 4 verse 14. This is neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. So that means spiritual gifts. I can, I can stir up spiritual gifts by word of prophecy to you and lay on your hands. Yes. You know, Jesus is the owner of every charismatic, of all charismatic ministry. The healing ministry belongs to Jesus. But men are stewards of it. And because men are stewards of it, from generation to generation, men pass it over to other men. Are you following me? Men receive ministries from other men. Yes, you can receive a ministry from God. When God calls you, He gives you a ministry. But men can impart ministries to you. Yes. Look at what is happening here. The gift. Is it neglect or the gift that is in thee? Which was given thee by prophecy. So there was a time when they were having a meeting and someone, by the word of prophecy, God used him to transpire to me. To Timothy. Then he always tell me that it was in the Jehovah's meeting that the healing is open for him. Are you seeing that? I personally believe that my teaching ministry is was the offshoot of Kenya healing. I don't think about it a lot. But the teaching ministry began to increase in my life when I had an encounter with Ken Hagen in my 100 level. From then I started understanding the word of God like never before. Praise the Lord. From Ken Hagen. And on and on like that. And God says, don't neglect it. Amen. The last underlying one of hands is for ordination and spiritual appointment. 
you will see first Timothy 5 verse 22. It says, lay hands suddenly on no man. That means don't be quick to appoint any person into the spiritual office. Acts 6 from verse 1 to 6. I'll just go through it about this appointment and we'll be closing from there. The Bible says that in those days when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the of the disciples and unto them and said, It is no reason. Meaning it does not make sense that we should leave the word of God and serve the Lord. What was happening there is that there should be a day sharing of food in the church in the book of Acts. Are you following me? So it got to a point where some people in the church were being neglected for that daily food sharing. I like the Bible called the daily ministration. Minister the word of the food. That's what ministry is to give. Do you understand? Daily ministration. And then the twelve the, the apostles of Jesus said, mm-hmm, We cannot leave God's word and start sharing food. That's not our job. Very important. What he says here is very important. As good as sharing food is, when the word of God, when you put more attention on giving people food, giving people clothes, and the word of God is neglected. There's something wrong. See what they are possible? They did not stop giving food. They were giving food at the same time giving the word. So they put the other people in charge of those things. Are you following me? So that they could focus on spiritual things. Now, see verse 4. Okay, let's see verse 3 to verse 4. It says, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest reports, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the world. And the same pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Ecano, and Simon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, the proselyte of Antioch. Verse 6 Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. Did you see that? Did you see that? They live just to share food. They live hands of them. You can imagine the spiritual consciousness of that community. They knew that even if it was about sharing food, you need a supernatural impartation. Are you following this? They lay hands on them. And whom they said before the apostles, and when they prayed, they laid hands on them. 
You see, Acts 13 also, when they were praying, the Bible says, now they were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, Acts 13 from verse 1, now they were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, that was called Nijay, and Lucius of Cyrene and Mani, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Do you see that? For them to go into ministry, hands were laid on them. This was their obligation. Are you following this? To carry out the spiritual assignment, they were ordained into that assignment. Hands were laid on them. Hands were laid on them. Hands were laid on them. Hands According to God's design, ministry begats ministry. According to God's design, a man receives the ministry from God, but men must confirm the ministry. <laughs> Are you following this? If we cannot trace the men who confirmed the work of God on your life, we are going down. And they laid hands on them and sent them away. You realize that God called Samuel. Eh? God called Samuel. But God. Samuel needed Eli to understand God's call in his life. Eli was the old prophet. The one that God was done with. God was moving to a new generation. But Eli had to put Samuel in the way. And guess what Samuel's first message was? It was about Eli. Thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of God is here. Strong in this place. There was something I used to do. When a person, when God has used a person to transfer a grace to you, it may be looking like it's not there for the next 10 years. Just watch. In your lifetime, that's what God must come out. It must. I listen to you. It must. Spiritual grace does not die. It doesn't die. Thank you, Father. 
So let's go by it again. The doctrine of laying of hands is for number one, for transference of spiritual grace. Number two, for charismatic ministry, especially healing the sick. And number three, for divine ordination and appointment, spiritual function. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I need to put a disclaimer here. Because this is where many will get it wrong. They think, okay, um, since grace can work by spiritual laying of hands, let me just be a sharp guy. Find all the people that are on their grace. I'm chasing them up and down. You see, the Bible says the flesh profited nothing. Every true divine impartation is gone orchestrated. Let me say it again. Every true divine impartation is gone orchestrated. God is the one that orchestrates. Every true divine impartation is God of his truth. So what you do is let the Lord orchestrate it. Let the Lord orchestrate it. Like look at what happened in the book of Acts 13. They were praying with the Lord and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me unto Paul. Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas for the work. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.